Welcome to the Warehouse Cinemas podcast. We are a new movie theater company that likes to think outside the box office. Each episode, we'll be highlighting interviews and updates from the development of our flagship location in Frederick, Maryland. If you're a movie buff, a foodie, an entrepreneur, or just a cheerleader for all things local, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Melody, so let's get started. Welcome everybody back to the Warehouse Cinemas podcast. Today we're doing a special episode outside of our normal programming. Um, For many of you, you may not be aware, but this coming Saturday, January 18th, is National Independent Cinema Day. It's the first inaugural holiday of its kind. It's a day where um, independent cinemas all around the nation are going to be encouraging people to go to the cinemas Um, take a selfie, share it on social media to basically show their support of all things independent cinemas. So we thought, what better way to um, highlight this special event than by bringing on um, the Independent Cinema Alliance is the name of the organization. And we're chatting with Byron Berkeley. He's one of the founding board members. He's currently serving as the treasurer there. Um, and, you know, of course, we wish that we had our doors open and we could encourage all of you to come visit Warehouse Cinemas this Saturday, January 18th. But unfortunately, we're not at that place. So instead, we just wanted to educate everybody about what is an independent cinema and um, give you maybe just a few ideas of how you can support that at the end of this podcast. So Byron, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. And and thank you for uh, inviting me to sit in on this discussion. Absolutely. So Byron is coming to us all the way from Kilgore, Texas. Um, And and Byron, we're just going to dive right in if you don't mind. Tell us a little bit about what does it mean to be an independent cinema? How do you define that? And and why does it even matter to to the average moviegoer? Well, you know, I think the definition of an independent cinema kind of is all over the board. It all depends on what your perspective is. But for the most part, independent cinemas, I think uh, you could say, are are, uh, theaters that are usually privately owned, almost often, most often family owned, uh, and many times uh, multi-generational. Yeah. Uh, they're usually smaller operations, not always, of course, but oftentimes they're smaller operations in small towns. However, uh, there are many independent theaters in major metropolitan areas with multiple screens. So uh, they're really, uh, the definition can be all over the board, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. But typically they are, they're independently owned. They, they don't have any connection uh, with, uh, with any uh, larger entities of any kind. And they're more often than not are operated directly by the owners of the theaters. Now, you could probably say that uh, the top eight circuits in the not independent. Anybody beyond that probably would be classified as an independent theater. Uh, the Independent Cinema Alliance has actually defined them very specifically as uh, people that operate companies that have 500 or fewer screens. Uh, and represent less than 2% of the domestic box office. That's the technical definition. So gotcha. um, anyway, that would be kind of how I would describe an independent theater. Gotcha. So um, you mentioned some of those larger circuits, just so you know, the audience is really clear. What, what are the names of, of some of those, just so we can kind of have an idea of what the, the big 
markets might be? Well, obviously, AMC and Regal would be uh, would be the, the the two biggest ones, and then of course mm-hmm. from there you you go to uh, to Cinemark, and then you go to Marcus, and then you go to some of the other uh, large regional companies like that. But uh, those those would be obviously those are publicly owned companies, and uh, uh, those obviously are not independent because they because of their structure. So sure, okay, great. Um, so again, I mean, what would you, why, why does it really matter? You know, this distinction, what does it, what does the difference, you know, um, imply for consumers that are choosing where to go to the movies? Well, I think in an in independent cinema, as I mentioned earlier, is more often than not is, is owned and operated by the same person. And that individual is very connected to the community where the theater is located. Uh, unlike uh, the larger circuit theaters that uh, are, I guess you might sure. say, run by remote control, if you will, uh, yeah. from a corporate office somewhere and often aren't tuned into the community where they're located. The, the independent cinema is very much tuned into the community. The owner is very active in the community. He knows, he knows most of his customers, if not all of them. He knows what their preferences are. And he runs his theater to accommodate the interests and the and, and the needs of his customers. And I think that's the big uh, the big difference between an independently owned theater, an operated theater, and a circuit. Sure. Yeah, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. And I think you touched on um, some of the key things that warehouse cinemas, you know, wants to be. We want to be involved with our local community. We want to make those agile, you know, decisions that really support what's going on, you know, with, with the real people and the real names in our right. area. Exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited to be talking with you because, you know, being a founding member of the Independent Cinema Alliance, I know that you, you know, probably had a lot of conversations of why this was necessary and important to start the organization. So just real quickly, what is the ICA and what is its role in independent cinemas? Well, the Independent Cinema Alliance obviously is is a trade association, um, and our our main focus is is to empower independent theater owners and operators uh, in North America specifically, uh, and give them the opportunity to have a voice in the in the cinema business. Uh, very often. Uh, the cinema business, the theater business has been uh, dominated by the whims of the studios and has oftentimes uh, those studio directions have uh, made it difficult for independently owned theaters to, uh, to function in the marketplace because of product availability and other issues. So the Independent Cinema Alliance was formed to really give these independent owners a voice and an opportunity to to uh, have communications primarily with the studios and and address some of the issues that uh, were affecting them and preventing them from from doing business uh, profitably uh, that's the primary purpose of the organization um, now we also looked at other options to provide some uh, cooperative buying benefits to members 
where we could jointly obtain better pricing on commodities and so forth. And that's also another function of the organization. So, uh, gotcha. But just being an advocate for independent cinemas. Correct. Now, can you, I mean, not to put you on the spot, but can you give any examples of some of, you know, some of the ways that you advocate on their behalf or some of the issues that are challenging to independent cinemas right now? Well, without naming names, of course, uh, among our distributor partners, uh, oftentimes film distributors, our, our business obviously is, is very much uh, influenced by the films we play. I mean, right, that's right. why we're here. If we, if we didn't have film to play, obviously we wouldn't be in business. So what, what has happened over the years is the dis- distribution system of four films has changed dramatically and oftentimes the main distributors have established policies that make it difficult for smaller theaters to to book pictures such as requiring them to play pictures for extended periods of time or uh, putting other restrictions on the licensing of films to be played in these theaters and that's made it difficult for the theaters to operate successfully because many of these small markets cannot support some of these policies that were being initiated by the studios that worked for the larger markets but didn't work in the smaller ones. So the ICA's, one of the ICA's uh, functions is to go to the studios, and this is what we are doing and have been doing now for a while, going to the studios, presenting these issues to the studios, and illustrating to the studios how these issues are detrimental to the smaller theater, and suggesting to the studios that they also may be detrimental to the studios too because they're preventing from they're preventing many theaters from playing their pictures so we've tried to illustrate how a partnership with the studios can be more productive if we address certain issues that uh, that are problematic to to many of their customers yeah exactly i I'm, i love that you brought that up because i think for consumers you know, probably the biggest question or, or the, you know, the thing we don't understand is, you know, how come we didn't get, you know, X movie in our local theater, you know, and, and correct. there's a lot of mystery behind that decision-making process of who actually makes the call of, you know, whether or not we get such and such art film or such and such independent film or right. things like that. And so I love that, you know, you're shedding a little bit of light on that process and, um, you know, And and we've had, yes, we've had a number of meetings with, with the studios and, and, uh, I think, uh, I won't, I won't suggest that we have resolved all of the issues, but I think we've resolved some of them. And I think we've, we've seen some improvement in, uh, in the relations with some of the studios that were difficult uh, being difficult before. So, so I think we, we've definitely, uh, benefited, uh, our independent members up to this point and, in overcoming some of these obstacles that they've had to deal with. Yeah. And, and we thank you for that. I know, you know, in area there, you know, there's an appetite for some more interesting, you know, independent films and um, having an organization like ICA who's advocating on our behalf so we can get those type of films is, is a really big deal. So thank you for, mm-hmm. for everything you guys are doing in that arena. Sure. Um, shifting a little bit. So tell us, tell us about this independent cinema day happening on Saturday and the whole love local cinema campaign. Well, uh, 
course, Independent Cinema Day is uh, is a, an idea that uh, your own Rich uh, Dutridge actually uh, and your and you guys uh, actually sort of came up with, and uh, it, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a very unique uh, opportunity I think for uh, the independent cinemas to really uh, establish in the consumer's mind that uh, uh, we are independent businesses that that operate. Uh, by and for their their particular interests uh you know american express uh has had a very successful program uh with many of their customers establishing you know that they are independent businesses and they've urged uh, people to uh, you know uh, purchase uh, from and, and attend independent businesses and this this program this program the, the shop small campaign right that exactly and i think it's it, it's a very important issue because a lot of a lot of people, consumers probably don't realize maybe that their theater is independently owned. And I think sometimes if this is brought to their attention, I think they they will tend to be more supportive of it. So uh, we think it's a, a great idea to to uh, really uh, encourage moviegoers uh, to support their theater locally and to to help that theater uh, grow and expand in the community. So I, we're we're very excited about it. Yeah, we are too. And as you mentioned, yeah, so our marketing team, we've been collaborating with the ICA, you know, eager to, to see how we can share the message of independent cinema. So the idea came along to have this, you know, national holiday where all around the nation, you know, people are going to their local, you know, independent right. cinema, taking a selfie picture of, you know, whatever they're going to see, mm -hmm. posting it on social media and basically just saying, I love my local cinema, hashtag love local cinema, sure. hashtag. Sure independent cinema day so yeah we're, we're thrilled about it and we can't wait to see um you know the exposure that it that it adds this weekend and you know for anybody listening who's in the frederick area you know if since since we don't have our doors open probably the best thing you can do is you know just take a screenshot of this podcast share it on your social media using the hashtag you know independent cinema day or hashtag love local cinema and just you know help spread awareness about what independent cinemas do and how they pour back into the local community. Right. So yeah, we're we're excited about it. I think uh, I um, think just add one comment. I think the important thing about independent cinema uh, or independent business for that matter if you if you want to broaden it is that the consumer needs to be aware and and I think can be made more aware of the fact that anytime that you participate and attend or support a local business that that money stays in your community it doesn't go to some corporate office on the other side of the world somewhere right. and that's particularly true in right. the cinema business because as you know two of the major cinemas operating in this country today are not domestically owned any longer so uh it's a good point to make that if you go to your local theater and buy a ticket and buy a bag of popcorn uh that that revenue is supporting that business in your community and whatever money is exchanging hands there is in your community exactly exactly yeah so that kind of leads into um, you know, next question, a lot of people, you know, would say the movie industry is declining or, you know, it's not what it was. I mean, not to put words in your mouth, but what would you say is kind of the biggest challenge facing independent cinemas or, or even the larger cinema industry? Kind of what are we what are we trying to tackle right now? 
Well, as you know, in this business, of course, uh, it's it's always been very fashionable to say the sky is falling. And every year we get the same story. And any year that maybe there's a slight decrease in attendance from the year before, then immediately all these pundits, uh, you know, get on the Internet and get to their local television station and always announcing that it's the end of the theater business. <laughs> and this has, right, been, this right. has been going on forever. <laughs> and it's, it, it's not going to happen. Yep. It never will happen. <laughs> and, uh, so yep. uh, but anyway, that that said, um, there are challenges, obviously. And uh, I think this coming year or two, uh, the challenges are particularly unique. Uh, they're certainly surmountable but i think that we have to we address them we have to address them but i think one of the one of there's a couple of them that that i think we have to look at one of them is to be able to continue to have meaningful content uh mm. with the consolidation of the studios now uh, and the uh recent development of streaming now which all of the studios are involved in uh that does uh, present somewhat of a challenge to uh, to theaters, theatrical uh, operations, to to be able to have a steady supply of content. <clears throat> so that is a concern. Sure. Um, I think I I think it's it's certainly something that we need to be uh, we need to address and we need to be aware of. Uh, and the other thing I think is that we as theater operators have to keep the theater going experience the cinema experience relevant it has to remain relevant we we have to stay current we have to provide uh whatever facilities uh the public expects and uh and we have to keep that experience constantly evolving so we continue to attract people and make that theater experience something that they want to continue to enjoy yeah absolutely we're we're very big on experience and i think you you hit the nail on the head that that's, you know, that's what makes it so special to get out of your living room and get out of your, you know, pajamas and actually, you know, have, have a shared moment with friends or even with strangers. When you watch a film on the big screen, it transports you and there's nothing like it when you share it with somebody else. So absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's something that we as an industry have to continue to promote and continue to make uh, important in the mind of the consumer. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm curious, um, Byron, how did you personally get involved in this whole cinema, uh, cinema world? <laughs> well, I guess like a lot of, a lot of people, I, uh, I started working in the theater when I was a freshman in high school. Okay. And, and uh, I worked at night, uh, you know, tour tickets and changed the marquee and uh, eventually became a projectionist. Uh, and then, uh, Went on from there. Uh, when I got out of the uh, out of school, I went to work for uh, United Artists Theaters. I was born and raised in Los Angeles, so I'm kind of a, a kind of a movie buff in, yeah, in the sense yeah. that I was brought up in that part of the country. But I went to work for United Artists Theaters, and I managed theaters for United Artists Theaters in California for a number of years. And uh, then I. Uh, left the left them and went to work for the Dr. Pepper Company as a theater marketing specialist, calling on theaters all over the country to convince them that they should sell Dr. Pepper. So, <laughs> so, uh, and then from there, I went to I worked for General Cinema, 
when they were still in existence. So I've been involved in one way or another in the theater business most of my life. That's incredible. Um, but I, I became an owner of my own theaters uh, in 1985. And then from 1985 on, I have owned and operated my own theaters. That's incredible. Well, yeah. I'm sure you've got a lot of stories to tell. A lot of stories and a lot of <laughs> a lot of gray hair. And <laughs> <laughs> well, don't we all? The, don't we this all. Business there, gives there it to <laughs> Yeah, but it's yeah. been a fun business, and uh, I I wouldn't have traded it for anything else. I've always loved it, and uh, I think most people that have been in it for a length of time will probably tell you the same thing. Yeah, that's so interesting. Just from you know being you know being a teenager working at the box office to where mm -hmm. you are today i think people don't think in those terms and you know we we can't wait to launch some some cinema careers when we when we open our doors sure as well. sure yeah all right so a bit of a speed round here byron mm -hmm. We're gonna mm -hmm. go through rapid fire questions tell us what is one of your favorite movies it could be an all-time favorite or maybe just a recent one that mm -hmm. you really would love to recommend well, no, I, uh, I'm kind of a retro guy. So I have two, two movies that are my two all-time favorites that I okay. will watch all the time. One of them is Lawrence of Arabia. All right. Okay. And uh, the other one is The Searchers, which was probably the best Western ever made, John Wayne. Yes. And right. uh, that, those are my two favorite movies. Uh, now, there are a lot, of, a lot of newer movies, of course, that I've always enjoyed, but if I had to name anything those would be the two that i would yeah. put at the top of my list yeah yeah i love the duke you can't you know it's it's that classic iconic you know mm -hmm. that you always played you're seeing kind of a you know insurgence of more westerns now which i think is a lot of fun mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what amazes me about those films is you know they they just recorded them out in the desert with you know yes. real horses and real you know, <laughs> that's right collapsible yes. saloons and and there was mm -hmm. no special effects and they just had you know if it was rainy that day they had to you know deal with it it just yeah. amazes me what they used to do with those older classic films mm -hmm. really that's right. you know shows nope. the craftsmanship and the creativity. Right. No, no computer generated images or anything else. It was all real. <laughs> I know. I love it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. So next question. What's your favorite movie theater snack? Well, the one that I love is uh, Sour Patch Kids. And yeah. uh, I could eat those forever. <laughs> no problem with you. After you eat a few of those, your tongue gets kind of. I was just going to say, we eat them until our tongue turns upside down. Right. Exactly. I, exactly. I wasn't sure if you were going to give a nod to your old days and say it has to be Dr. Pepper as your. Well, of course it has to be Dr. Pepper, obviously. <laughs> but, but, you know, I have to have a, uh, let's put it this way. I have to have a Dr. Pepper and a Sour Patch, bag of Sour Patch Kids. There you go. I'm, I'm with you there. That actually might be my favorite combo as well. I'm a, Dr. Pepper diehard fan from way back in high school days. I even did a, a science experiment with my classmates where I, I did a taste test of Dr. Oh, you did. Yes. yes. Versus Dr. Thunder or whatever the, you know, mm -hmm. the off brand was. And I had people taste it to see if they could choose the, <laughs> the name brand. So yep, absolutely. I'm, so I'm a pepper too. There, there you go. There you go. All right. Okay. So last question. Normally we ask about the, um, the local Frederick area, what's a favorite business, but since you're all the way in Texas, I thought we would find out if you could have any actor play you in a documentary of your life, who would you pick? <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I, w I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I had to, if I had to have an actor play me, 
uh-huh. uh, uh, any actor of any of any of any era. Is that is that right? Would, would that be correct? Yeah, or just doesn't have to be a current anybody. actor. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I I would have to pick uh, I would have to pick John Wayne. I would have to say that John Wayne would if, if anybody yeah. could play me that would be John Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> How's he, that? I mean, he has a really he has a wide range of of uh, acting too. Most people think of him in westerns, but he played mm-hmm. a lot of other kinds oh, of he roles. He did. He did. So. He did. Yeah. But he was. Uh, but uh, he was just, in my opinion, just uh, you know. I share a lot of his, a lot of what his beliefs were. So I guess maybe that's mm-hmm. why I have a <laughs> favorite. Uh, would he be? He would be my favorite. Now I could have said Brad Pitt, but uh, right, yeah. But I, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't pass for Brad Pitt <laughs> on, on a stretch of the imagination. So <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, yeah. if, if you're listening out there and you're interested in making a documentary on Byron Berkeley, let's let's try and find the next John Wayne out there. There you go. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Oh, Byron, thanks for taking the time to chat today. Is there anything about the Independent Cinema Alliance or anything else that we didn't cover that you wanted to talk about? No, I think I think you've uh, you've you've certainly covered the highlights of it. I think uh, it's it's very important that uh, independent exhibitors uh, join forces. Uh, I'm often reminded of a sign that used to be on the desk of the president of the Dr. Pepper Company back at the time when I worked there. And that sign was, no one of us is as strong as all of us. And mm. uh, I think that's uh, that's the important point here, that we need to all be together on this issue and, and address common problems. And I think the ICA can do that for us. To end on, so... You know, if, if anybody wants to learn more about the Independent Cinema Alliance, you can go to cinemaalliance.org to hear all about um, their, their organization and learn more about um, Independent Cinema Day this Saturday, January 18th. And again, if you're listening, um, go, go support your local independent cinema. You can go to their website to find out what their affiliation is. And if you don't have an independent cinema in your area, just take a screenshot of this podcast and help us spread the word about what they do. Thanks everyone for listening in to the Warehouse Cinemas podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss our next episode. Give us a quick review in iTunes if you enjoyed the content. And if you're curious about our project, check out warehousecinemas.com for more details. Thanks all.